Russian bounties on American troops in Afghanistan. The media has tried to make a political issue out of uncorroborated, compartmentalized intelligence from an interrogation leaked to the New York Times, and some Americans believe them. In spite of risk associated to America's human intelligence resources and deployed forces, it seems during an election year, our politicians and biased media just can't help themselves but try to bring harm to American service members. Tighten those straps, because we're over the target and in heavy enemy fire this week on The Rob Manish Show. President Barack Obama released five Taliban generals from POW detention in 2014 in exchange for the U.S. Army deserter, Bo Bergdahl. At the time, the partisan and biased media showered the 44th president of the United States with praise and completely ignored the voices of professional warfighting Americans who sacrificed so much to defeat the Taliban. Those voices warned that these leaders would shore up Taliban efforts in the field and cost American lives. Our concerns were based on facts, not speculation or uncorroborated intelligence information illegally leaked by some partisan intel community government employee. Facts gleaned from years of hard fighting, bloodshed, and American dead, and that means we knew what we were talking about. Today, the world is turned upside down. And now the partisan media has suddenly decided they care about presidential decisions that might impact our troops' combat casualty numbers. What, you say? They didn't when five enemy generals were released back into the wild for a traitor, but now because of a partisan leak intended to get at the current president about a possible Russian bounty being paid to the Taliban to kill American troops, they care. Intelligence gleaned from a highly classified, compartmented interrogation program that was so sketchy, it wasn't briefed to senior Pentagon leaders until the New York Times published the illegally leaked information. The senior general in the Middle East responsible for American forces was appropriately briefed on the issue, said he had his folks look into it, and that Russia has always been a threat to us in Afghanistan but that no force protection measures were changed due to the issue. The release of this information, the fact we even have it, puts American troops at much greater risk than anything else that's known about this particular issue, but the politicians and partisan media giants could care less. They don't listen to those of us who fought in and sacrificed greatly in this war, but we know you, our fellow citizens, do. That's why today's guest is author of his new book, Mob Six, A SEAL Team Six Operators Battles in the Fight for Good Over Evil, retired Senior Chief Petty Officer Justin Sheffield. In 2014, Justin was medically retired as a Senior Chief Petty Officer and Warfare Operator of the United States Naval Special Warfare Development Group, SEAL Team Six. Senior Chief Sheffield has completed hundreds of combat missions including the most dangerous one that's ever been performed where he personally saved American hostages and kept them from being killed. 
Welcome to the Rob Mana Show. Retired Senior Chief Justin Sheffield, welcome to the Rob Mana Show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great and happy to be on with you. Thank you. Well, we appreciate your service to our country, sir, and uh, you and your teams and your family sacrifices for our country. Uh, we're, my family and I are very grateful for everything that's been done, especially since I retired uh, from the service in 2011. And we really appreciate everything that folks are still doing today. Well, let's dive right into this, man. Uh, golly, this Russian bounty issue has really uh, gotten not under my skin, but it's really irritated me because I was one of the voices when President Obama in 2014, that was one of the warfighting folks, the professionals that said, hey, you're going to release five Taliban generals back into the wild. That's going to get a lot of American troops killed, especially at the time uh, when we were in the middle of the surge that was happening there. And then this Russian right. bounty thing hits the media through an illegal leak from some person in the intel community to the New York Times, who, in my opinion, used poor judgment to publish it. And all of a sudden, the biased media giants and the political types on the Democrat side, especially, are all concerned about American lives over what appears to be uncorroborated intelligence that came out of a special uh, compartmented program that uh, still, to this day, hasn't been corroborated enough to have even briefed up to the most senior levels of the Pentagon. I think Secretary Esper even said he hadn't been briefed on it because it didn't rise to that level. Although the generals in the field, obviously, were briefed on it so they could take actions if necessary. That's typical uh, standard operating procedure, right? What are your thoughts on this whole mess? Yeah, I mean, a mess it is. Uh, that's a great question. You know, I think a couple of things. Number one, you know, you brought up the New York Times. I mean, this is uncooperated. Um, you know, reporting, but we need to assume that the Taliban are always being paid by somebody. Um, is it far-fetched that the Russians would be paying Taliban members to uh, take out attacks on United States soldiers? Absolutely not. Um, they were paid always by somebody. And, you know, you brought up a good question. While we're fighting these guys, we had, a, you know, the prior administration releasing um, some of the top guys we've taken off the battlefield and they were lucky to be taken off alive. Um, and, you know, they're releasing from Gitmo. I mean, we're, we're talking about high-level uh, targets that are out there again. Uh, we call them, uh, uh, what do we call them, recidivists, I believe is a word. Um, but we would catch them again. You know, you'd have a guy on a capture card in an orange jumpsuit. Um, and we'd put them away again, and they'd release them again. So we were fighting two battles there for sure. I think that any American going overseas right now needs to absolutely act accordingly. We're talking about sitting down and doing peace deals with the Taliban. I'm strongly against this. Um, they were not, they'll, they'll stab you in the back and cut your throat as soon as you walk and turn your back. So you have to treat them accordingly. Um, they're, they're fear mongers, kind of like what we're dealing with in our, on our own soil right now with, with some of the terrorist groups, what I would consider terrorist groups. Um, uh, working in and around the cities right now and, and destroying things. It's fear. They're spreading fear. And um, I think American troops need to be ready that the Taliban are, are not for peace. They'll never be for peace. They're not going to change tomorrow or next year. They've been exactly the same they've always been. And we either need to take them seriously as a combat unit and go in like we used to, 
and we decimated them before. They were living in Pakistan for years. Um, or we get our guys out and our girls out. We get out of there, um, which either option, you know, one or the other has to happen because right now it's you, you can't walk the fence. We're going to get guys killed uh, unnecessarily. Um, so, you know, veterans and, and, and soldiers and, and contractors and everybody else working over there, uh, especially if you're an American or one of our allies, you need to be absolutely diligent right now and, and be vigilant um, and be watching. Over to you. Yeah, I agree, Justin. Uh, you know, there was always somebody paying the Taliban and the Taliban and Al Qaeda and whatever you want to call these Muslim Nazis. Right. I call them Nazis because that's the way they act. Uh, 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 are always trying to kill Americans, especially in the combat zones uh, where we're active. Uh, and that threat continues to this day. I found it interesting that the general, uh, uh, the commanding general said, yep, I was briefed at it. I had my guys looked into it. Uh, no, we didn't change any force protection measures. Uh, uh, now what the media left out of that, that little quote was that uh, our force protection measures are always at their highest levels uh, in that part of the world anyway. Uh, so right. uh, so we're, you know, aware of what's going on and uh, assuming that somebody's paying the Taliban, whether it's Russians or the Chinese or the Iranians. Uh, and we know the Iranians right. have worked with them uh, uh, for years. Uh, so, but, but the type of intelligence that that was... Uh, you know, from your perspective and your experience, uh, it, is it really, uh, I think it's a greater threat that the intelligence was released to the public. The fact that we had it uh, could cause more American deaths than the fact that it wasn't briefed to the president of the United States. And the media and the politicians mm. on the left have set this up uh, to make it look like uh, President Trump has uh, got a bad you know, briefing rule of engagement or whatever. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you, you just nailed it. Uh, this is a smear campaign. Um, this president, our president Trump has, uh, I mean, it's almost, he's almost 360 right now, enemy around him. So I look at it and, and I've never seen anything like this in my life. Uh, the attacks on him, they tried to impeach him. The, the former administration um, made up complete lies, um, tried to put a general, uh, an outstanding honorable general, honorable man, General Flynn in prison. Um, you know, it's anything to smear this president. That's what I see from the media. And people can say whatever they want, but I can turn on any station and I can get very contradictory uh, narratives uh, from one channel by another channel. And, um, you know, if I speak up about it, I'm a racist or, you know, th there's the list. Right. So um, we as Americans need to um, we need to be Americans and not have fear, uh, if that makes sense, what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. The, it's, it's not a time to fear uh, the enemy. It's not a time to fear even ourselves, you know, uh, before we came on, we chatted a little bit and you mentioned, uh, you know, what's going on in America today. Uh, and I agree with you. I've never seen this kind of thing in my lifetime. I served, uh, every president, uh, as a, war a warrior professional since Jimmy Carter. Uh, and, uh, I have never seen uh, the bureaucracy in the government turn against the president 
in as large a way as what is happening now. And I think you've characterized it well. It's a 360. He, you know, he's, he's surrounded uh, by, uh, by folks that are trying to take his administration out. And it's because they hate the policies of the administration, which really are working even in the midst of this uh, pandemic, which uh, I gave them the benefit of the doubt at the beginning about the measures that were being taken, but I've become less and less confident that the measures that are currently and continuing to be taken are the right ones as we look more and more at this COVID disease. But even that has now been politicized. Uh, you know, the violence that's going on in our streets is being accepted by politicians uh, on the left uh, that are in office as executives at the local and state level. Uh, and uh, uh, Americans need to stand up, not be afraid, uh, and uh, take it on and wear the mantle. Uh, you know, does it bother you and your teammates, uh, your, your former colleagues and your current, you know, retiree colleagues, uh, that things have happened this way from your professional perspective? You spent, you know, a large part of your life dedicated to defending the Constitution of the United States. That's a great question. Um, it does bother me in the sense of uh, it saddens me. Uh, it saddens me to see people destroying our own country. Um, it saddens to see the flag burn. I mean, it seems like a simple thing, but to me, that's way different. And I think to, to most veterans, would I could speak for and say that, you know, the flag, it means so much to us. We stand at attention to that thing. We, we salute it. Um, the only thing above our flag is God. And, you know, it's draped over the coffin for a reason. It's given to children for a reason. And I'm just using the flag as an example. This is an attack on our Constitution, on our way of life. Um, we need to be very careful who we vote into office, these public elected officials who promise and talk a lot, and we need to watch what they're doing. Um, and I think that uh, you're, you're right about not having fear. I think fear is, is the way that they're trying to control us, but I think we've got a lot of things going on right now. So you have a virus, right, that I don't believe for a second was an accident. I don't believe for a second it came from a, um, you know, some meat market or whatever. It came from a lab. This was planned. Uh, however it was released, it was released. Kim Baya was the scariest thing we ever trained against, I'll tell you right now, when I was in the teams. And I'm talking chemical and biological warfare. Um, this virus is, is nothing like it was made out to be, of course. Uh, it's still scary. You still see what it did. I mean, the first two weeks, I, mean, I don't know how your grocery stores looked where you were, but people need to take heed of that because... Uh, it was all, it's all pushing fear. And I can tell you right now that those little cotton masks do absolutely zero things for anybody, um, as far as keeping you from a virus. So just knowing from what we used to train against with chem bio and what actual protective equipment you need, the cotton mask or the head wrap or whatever, this is all a political scheme. It's a, uh, it's planned, um, and it's backed and we have some useful, what do we call these people? We got some useful terrorizers that were paid a sum of money to go and break things. Well, these people don't even realize they're going to be in prison for years and years and years, If certainly if any of us uh, law-abiding citizens have our way. But I think also uh, people need to realize what's happening. The Democrats are no longer the Democrat Party. Um, the Marxist, communist, socialist, pick one. 
Uh, maybe they're all of them. Maybe they're the worst of all of it. Because um, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And we have one president who's running for what we were founded on. And whatever you believe, whether you're a Christian or not, the Bible was open when the Constitution was written. And we have those values we uphold for a reason. Um, we're in a capitalist society. Anyone, anyone, no matter what race you are, you can make it in this country. Um, I didn't come from anything. I mean, my parents are hardworking, uh, middle class, you know, grew up, didn't go to college, worked their butts off and taught me and my brother to work our butts off. And um, that's it. And, and, and by the way, you can be successful just putting out in life. You don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to go to Harvard. None of that. Uh, America is wonderful. And, you know, I was able to be what I would consider successful going into the military and serving. And I'd encourage young people today, um, if you're even thinking about it, serve your country. Um, you'll be around people that absolutely love this country and love it so much that they're willing to take on whatever might come at us negatively for our country and for our people. And then not only for our people, I mean, what do we do? We do great at going into other countries. People can say whatever they want about Afghanistan or Iraq. But those people that live there, they're good people. They're terrified, yeah. terrified of Al-Qaeda and Taliban. And they love that we're there to do that. So um, anyway, and that hopefully you, you got a message out of that tangent I just went on. <laughs> somehow. No, that was great. that's a great message, uh, <clears throat> especially the part about the Kim Bio warfare. Uh, uh, you know, the most dangerous training I ever went through was when I was a young enlisted guy under the age of 18. Uh, with training with live nerve agents and, and uh, oh. learning about biological warfare. Uh, and uh, I'm telling you, uh, the, the cloth mask means nothing uh, in this. It's a total political ploy that has been, uh, has seen first no masks are required by the CDC and the Surgeon General. And now, now you have governors, uh, uh, because they've changed their minds, uh, trying to make a, these unconstitutional mandates happen, uh, which uh, unfortunately they're trying to do that after they encouraged many of them, not all of them, but many of them on the left, encouraged tens of thousands of people to get out and do protests uh, right after Memorial Day when poor Mr. Floyd mm. was, was killed by those officers. Uh, uh, and you know what? It, it is what it is when it comes to that. Yeah, we always have to root out the bad apples and root out uh, uh, bad behavior and bad policy and those kind of things. But by and large, I mean, this is the greatest country in the world and you're absolutely right. It's, you know, we've got to stand for what America is and that's what we believe in and its values. And there's one side in this that hates those values and wants to destroy it and tear it down and rebuild it into something else. I, I think it's uh, Marxism and uh, it's backed by communist Chinese uh, folks. Uh, and uh, a lot of other folks uh, really think that too. And we're going to try to get our government to turn towards the Chinese Communist Party in a way that is more similar to what we did in the Cold War against the Communist Party we already defeated uh, without right. firing uh, a shot in a in a giant you know a global war. But uh, but tell tell us about the, your organization that you founded uh, after you left the service, Justin. It's called All Eagles Oscar Foundation. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. So uh, I was medically retired in 14 and uh, was in a bad way uh, on a lot of medication um, from the military and just, you know, married to different drugs for different things. And um, 
looking forward to suicide. And unfortunately, uh, I'm not alone in that. And um, I didn't uh, obviously kill myself. I, I my family, my friends, um, and really the Lord uh, came to my rescue. But I found we found a place. We found a place that uh, is called the Brain Treatment Center, and they did magnetic resonance therapy. And, you know, I had never heard of this before. And it was, you know, eight seconds on the minute for 30 minutes a day. That's it. And that's about all you can handle. And, you know, you go, I usually go take a nap for a couple hours because you're just mentally exhausted and drained. But, um, you know, over the course of about six weeks, I got off all medication. I was sleeping naturally again. I was able to work out again. Um, my diet got under control. Um, just being able to rack and stack thoughts again and, and read. I mean, I remember that was a big thing too, able to read a book again and retain information. Um, just things that I was lacking and I just didn't, you know, you, you, when you're, when you're down, you don't feel like there's any way to crawl back out, unfortunately, but this place really changed my life. And in turn over the last probably four years, um, number one, it was extremely expensive. It was about $10,000 for me to go through. And, um, what we did is we just, we set up all Eagles Oscar to pay for veterans. We pay about, uh, anywhere from six to 8,000 per, per vet that goes through treatment. We've treated several hundred, uh, over the last four years. And, you know, the line is not definitely not shorter, but, um, yeah. but we're doing awesome and I'm getting to be a part of some miracles with, uh, with veterans. And I've seen some just amazing things happen from it, but all Eagles Oscar, we named it that. That's the call sign you want to hear coming off the battlefield. It means all of us Eagles, uh, Americans are okay. Well, that's fantastic, my friend. Uh, I, uh, uh, I really, uh, I mean, I'm missing up, brother. Missing up. I appreciate you telling that story and really starting the organization. And I already probably know the answer to this question, but uh, uh, this is the treatment isn't available through the Veterans Department, is it? It's not, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. that's a really good, that's a really good question. We're working right now, uh, still on a, uh, FDA double blind study. And, um, that's about all I can say about it. Cause I don't even know the details, but it is uh, soft, a study to get it, to get it approved, obviously. And it's really for the cost. I mean, the VA could grief, they would save so much on pharmaceuticals. That should tell you something right there, by the way. Yeah if yeah. they would go with something like this, but, um, you know, it's, it's fine. The donors have been absolutely amazing. We have awesome donors. Um, and, and we're doing it, you know, the other thing we, we provide with all Eagles is, um, there's a place called Exos. Okay. And it's a physical training, um, kind of facility, if you will. So you'll go there, there's, there's gyms, there's, uh, trainers, there's nutritionists, there's dietitians, there's everything you can imagine. And, um, we also about week two when the vet is starting to sleep on their own again, if they desire, which a lot of them do, they want to get back in shape, right? Mm -hmm. um, if they desire to, we send them there and they'll, you know, they usually leave with an assemblance of being in shape. They've got a, a bit of their head back and, uh, and they're sleeping on their own, which is you and I both know is some of the most important uh, stuff I can put out is that natural sleep. We use so much stuff to help us sleep and you're just not recovering. Um, so it's really yeah, helpful. That, that and getting off the meds because the meds cause a lot of problems that, uh, that, you know, your effort <clears throat> helps people get overcome, you know, like diet, 
uh, being able to exercise oh, again, just read a book. Uh, uh, read a book through from cover to cover, uh, something that I used to do uh, when I was uh, much younger and before I had gone through any of the, the, the trauma that I've seen myself in my own life all the time and, and can barely do it, even though I can write. Uh, reading has uh, become very difficult for me. And the other thing is weight gain right. uh, and those kind yes, of things. Sir. So I'm glad to hear it. Uh, thank you uh, for what you and your team are doing uh, under All Eagles Oscar. I'm grateful that you didn't, you know, commit suicide, and it's a tough subject. Uh, I've worked myself in the community to try to prevent veteran suicide since I retired and before, because as a commander, I lost uh, some to that uh, and want to do everything wow. I can uh, to prevent it because, uh, you know, veterans are worth just as much uh, out of uniform as they are in, especially in today's time, Justin. Well, tell us about your book a little sure. bit before we close this interview out. Okay. Uh, Mob Six. Why is that uh, the title? For one. Great. Thank you for that. Um, so Mob Six came. It was a nickname that we gave it, my era guys. Um, and it's because when all of my era guys were about, you know, 15 to you know 21 or whatever, we all read the same book called Rogue Warrior. Uh, Richard Marcinko, the first commanding officer of SEAL Team 6 wrote it when he was in prison, actually. And, um, you know, it made me want to be a SEAL. I'm from West Texas, a little town I didn't know. And um, that's what they called it, Mobility Unit 6. That was the name of Dev Group at first on paper. Um, so they would call they called it Mob 6. So we called it Mob 6. Um, but that's where it came from. And the book is about my time specifically there. Uh, I was just an extraordinary, um, I, I got to be on some extraordinary operations with some extraordinary human beings. And, um, and it's my story about that. Uh, I deployed about a dozen times, um, been on a ridiculous amount of, of missions and gunfights. And, um, it's very graphic. It's, uh, it's got some strong language and some, some strong detail. Um, but ultimately it culminates, uh, with the gospel and, and, um, my faith in Christ and his salvation, not only um, spiritually and eternally, uh, what he gave us on the cross, but also just salvation and, and actual combat. And uh, we went through things, you know, we're good, but we're not that good, right? Yeah. And I, I experienced things that are, are unexplainable. And, uh, you know, maybe somebody would call it lucky, except that it's happened like a hundred times. So I can't call it luck. So I know it's the Lord, but uh, so there's lots of detail about that. I got to be, you know, SEAL Team 6 number one mission was hostage rescue, and I got to be a part of a hostage rescue and rescue an American female, and it was uh, definitely a pinnacle of my career uh, for sure. Well, uh, thank you very much for, for, for talking about it. Thank you very much for putting it in a book. Thank you very much as a fellow Christian uh, and professional warrior in my own time. Uh, uh, I really, I know how difficult it is for us to talk about faith, uh, and, uh, to really acknowledge that, you know, Jesus Christ is what got me through, uh, my career. It sounds like, uh, he continues to help you and did, uh, in yours too, my friend. We appreciate yes, it. Sir. How can folks, uh, find the book, find you, you got a website, uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Um, so mob six can be ordered on Amazon. Uh, I recorded the audio last month. It's. I'm told it's going to be due out any day. 
Um, you can get it Kindle version. You can get it on Barnes and Noble as well. And um, our website for our foundation, for those who would like to donate or the veteran out there who is hearing this and thinking, man, that sounds like me, uh, alleaglesoscar.org. Please go on. We have all kinds of information uh, about the Brain Center, what it is, what we're doing. Um, and um, I'm pretty active on Instagram now. I try to be active on Twitter, although it's usually just me getting the news and reading um, brilliance from other people. Um, but people can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, at mob underscore six. Okay, thank you, Senior Chief. Uh, we appreciate it. Tell your team, uh, especially that brother of yours who I share the Charles County Crab with, uh, That's uh, right. that uh, I'm thankful for his service too. And uh, uh, thank you for everything you continue to do for our veterans uh, in our country. Uh, and uh, just like Justin said, you know, it's time for all of us to not be afraid. Uh, we're standing for America and we're going to protect America. We'll see you later. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, we'd like to thank uh, Senior Chief Sheffield for his wonderful service to our country, his family sacrifices, and his team's efforts and sacrifices to defeat America's enemies. Uh, and thank him for coming on the show. And until next week, I'm Rob Maynard.